we start coming and acting from a place of people pleasing or avoiding and as a result we start playing small in our business and work and we never want to make business decisions from these places welcome to the hella rich podcast a podcast for women of color entrepreneurs who want to get hella rich in time money and joy with your business coaches allison carpio and nadia deala Make sure you join the party and continue with us in our free Facebook group, Hella Badass Women of Color Entrepreneurs. That's facebook.com slash groups slash Hella Badass W-O-C. And if you want support in growing your business, check out our membership, Let's Get Hella Rich, where you get coaching support and training from me and Allison every month, all day, every day. Head on over to letsgethellarich.com to join. Welcome back to the Hella Rich podcast, y'all. Today, we are talking about real AF, that is real as fuck conversations with our clients. And I know, especially when we have this relationship that we start with our clients where there is a transactional element to it, where we're exchanging money, a lot of fears can flare up. Our deepest fears can flare up and our anxieties can flare up when we have to have hard, difficult and critical conversations in order to have a really dope, amazing working relationship and get the testimonials we want, get the outcomes we want for our clients, and also just be a leader and expert in the magic that we like to do for our business, right? So what are real as fuck hard conversations? A lot of them could be setting boundaries, setting expectations, resetting boundaries and expectations, negotiating rates, negotiating pricing, saying no to your clients when they want something, right? Changing the scope of work. There are so many things. Or when a client isn't paying or their payment fails or they're not paying invoices on time, there are a lot of situations where we have to have these hard, real conversations. And as a result, if you are not used to this or you are scared to do these things, we start coming and acting from a place of people-pleasing or avoiding or scarcity if you're scared to lose that paying client and that revenue. And as a result, we start playing small in our business and work, and we never want to make business decisions from these places. Or even worse, you might choose instead of to have these critical conversations to abandon your clients and mm-hmm. business relationships because you have limiting beliefs that, oh, we've been working together for so long, it's too late to change, right? Right, and maybe your bro marketer coach said, just fire them, they're a shitty client, you know, you should just leave them. And that's not always the case, which is what we'll dive into this episode, but just to say firing clients isn't always the answer. Right, sometimes it is the answer, but don't, jump ahead and fire them because you are not ready to face a difficult conversation that can actually transform the relationship and the work to something better. For anyone listening, this has to come from a place of courage, vulnerability, direct, no sugarcoating, and it's challenging. This typically is out of a lot of our clients' comfort zones. And yeah, I'm curious, Allison, this is yet another thing. Whenever we discuss these juicy episodes, we have so many experiences of these real AF conversations, right? So what's coming up for you with this? 
So they are very hard conversations. That's why this episode is about hard AF conversations. So we're not saying that they're going to be really easy necessarily at first, especially. And the thing with clients, especially uh, if you're a consultant through retainer clients with, if you're coaching, you have more long-term private clients, boundaries are going to get crossed no matter what. There is no such thing as a perfect client. So I want us to recognize when we are expecting perfection and when the mere sight of a boundary being crossed is a reason to abandon that client relationship. Because that's when we want to take a step back and say, okay, is this something that's actually fixable? And am I actually expecting this client to be perfect? That's when it's not very healthy. For example, I work with a lot of retainer clients and with retainer clients, you could easily do too much. There's a lot to do. You're working with them really closely. You're working with them over the long term. You could easily get scope creep just really quickly. If it's not happening now, it could happen later. And really what it comes down to is resetting those boundaries and expectations. I know for me, I would typically fall into the abandon <laughs> or avoid buckets where I would just say, you know what, this is not worth it. They're not worth my time. They're not respecting my boundaries. And it's like, did I reset my boundaries? Do they even know what my boundaries are again? And just because I didn't set my boundaries before, can I still do it now? Recently, I had a conversation with a retainer client who I love working with. It's a skincare brand and they're doing amazing work. They're doing, they're a little bit more brand focused and they're just very anti-bro marketing, which is exactly what I stand for. And because we work really close together and, you know, I'm great at what I do, scope, just kept growing. She added a lot of stuff on my plate. And I noticed that this was spiraling a little bit out of control. I saw my calendar and thought, oh my goodness, there's no way I can keep doing this. So I sat down with my client and said, hey, I'm really concerned about our deadlines because of all of these priorities. We can deprioritize or we could consider hiring someone else. Which would you like to do? And what was interesting is typically I'd be so afraid to say that because I'd be so scared that they'd say, screw you, like you can't handle it. Like you can't carry your weight. We're firing you. What are we hiring you for anyway? You're not exactly. able to overwork. What? <laughs> Yeah, like, why aren't you just, you know, being a workhorse? And she was like, oh, yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned that to me. Let's deprioritize and like, let's reset the priorities. And that was a huge weight off both of our shoulders because now she understands my boundaries and she understands that I am coming from that place of service, that I'm being very clear about what I want to bring to the table. And I feel so good now. Mm. And I could have, I could have left this relationship and tried to find another one. And I'm confident I could, but I'm glad I didn't because that gave me feedback that this is a relationship worth investing in. And it's something that we could easily reset and recenter to where the relationship works for both of us. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing this because it shows how human you are. It's okay that these pleaser tendencies come out or also the avoider or even angry tendencies, resentment. That's all natural. When someone crosses a boundary, it doesn't feel good, period. And you were able to take a step back, it sounds like, and say, okay, 
It's going to be a hard conversation, but it's necessary to see what's possible. That's all this really is about, right? Like these conversations, when we can frame it into what's possible, then we'll see. And, you know, guess what? If that person said, nope, screw you, then you know, okay, perhaps I there's my answer. Then I should (laughs) fire. And that's where we're coming from, right? Where So the reason why I like to call this out is because we had one member this week recently, a client wasn't respecting her boundaries. They had been working together for a year already. It's a client that our member absolutely loves, and I believe it's marketing consultancy, like a consultant program package. Mm-hmm. And their meetings always went over or her client never implemented what she recommended, which is also feeling really, that will make you feel awful, right? Like, oh, then, you know, although you're collecting on money, it doesn't feel good when someone isn't truly implementing your expertise and you're not getting the results you want to see from your That work. is the worst. I mean, yeah. it's like, I want to be here because I want to help you. And, you know, I also want you to show up as well. And part of showing up- exactly. Is implementing. <laughs> right. And this is where it's just like that equal energy exchange is so important. Are you, as my client, showing up to our work together properly? And this client owns a storefront, kept getting interrupted when someone would enter, like a customer would enter the storefront and be like, oh, got to go. There was also the boundary cross of not honoring their time. Right. And this is, you know, we're all about time, money, and joy. Time, money, and joy. So the joy was gone. The money was cool because they actually did keep charging for the hours, thinking that that would help set, which is like, yeah, if you're going over hours, definitely I find that the first thing you can do is say, hey, I have to charge you for this. You're scope creeping. This is out of the scope of work that we agreed upon. And if that isn't enough, some clients are willing to pay that, right? But it still doesn't feel good when we have boundaries crossed or someone isn't using our zone of genius so that we could see how we're actually helping. Because otherwise, what is this work really for? And our member specifically wrote, I don't know, it's been a year. I think it's too much to change. Should I move on? And we were like, absolutely not. You love this client. You know you do. Are you naming the discomfort? Are you naming Mm -hmm. the inefficiencies? Are you naming the challenges? Or are you avoiding it and giving up to avoid having these real conversations? I totally resonate with that. Like I used to think like, well, there's just no way that this can work out. And I never gave us the opportunity for us to work it out. I love that we're talking about this because I mean, it could be easy to say it's been a year. This is fine. You know, I'm just going to leave and, you know, maybe we can part ways peacefully and there still will be a little bit resentment there. But instead, we coached her on having this hard AF conversation and just recognizing that it's okay that this is happening because this happens all the time. time. It's like relationships. It's like long-term relationships. It's like marriages. Like, when are you not going to fight? When are you not going to cross your partner's boundaries? When are you not going to trigger each other? It happens. It happens. All the time. All the time. And this is where your conversation with your client that you mentioned, I can easily see our client having this in a way that you're coming from a place of love and service and value. I value working here with you. I value our time. I hold it sacred. I give you my best. I love working with you. So here are the discrepancies of how we could work better. Here's where we're ineffective. And 
those conversations can feel so scary because the pleaser comes up, the scarcity comes up, this, that. And our member was specifically like, you know, I've tried every which way. But when we said, did you name it? That, hey, the impact of you disrespecting the time, the impact of you not implementing the ideas that we collaborate and come up with together is this on me. And I understand that you come from a good place, but this is the impact. That's real. I think there's this sort of pressure. I know I've experienced this before, and I know a lot of us women of color have, to show up to this conversation like we're President Obama. We have this all figured out. It's super eloquent. I don't need a script. (laughs) I can speak eloquently, peacefully. I can bring up objection handling. No, we don't need to do that. Yeah, and it's okay to have some notes there if you need it. It's okay to have an agenda. It's okay to refer back to that. You're not supposed to memorize it like this, you know, eloquent monologue in a movie. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things that came up why Allison's saying that is because our client said, if I'm being honest, I'm okay with having them, but I get nervous because when I'm nervous and the pleaser comes out, I forget everything. And that's where we were like, oh, then have notes. Mm -hmm. These simple tweaks of you ain't got a front, right? You ain't got to lie to kick it. That's it. You you don't, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to lie to kick it in your business. You don't have to act like you are this perfectly amazing person that can handle all these conflicts with grace. No. Hey client, I have my notes here because I'm really nervous to speak with you because this isn't an easy conversation, but I want you to recognize I'm coming from a place of service and in love with working with you. And I have my notes here so I can stay organized. So let's get to it, right? I love that. That sounded so natural and so authentic. That's a great way to start off the conversation. It's that soft start to a conversation yeah. instead of a harsh start. And that really sets the tone for the rest of the conversation. I right, really right. That's so we, we can name it. So are you naming it and being direct without fluff, without people pleasing, without sugarcoating? And, you know, if you want to do that, it does require courage. It does require vulnerability and activating your voice. And it's likely to push you out of your comfort zone. Exactly. And there are four steps, especially when we're wanting to have these hard conversations that we really like to run through. The first one is to recognize if it's a saboteur mindset or not that you're coming from. Are you coming from a place of service or is a people pleaser coming up? Is a scarcity mindset coming up? Which of those is it? So the second thing is you want to assess if you really want to stay or if you really want to go. Like we said earlier, there are times where it does make sense to leave the client relationship, but there are also a lot of times where it does make sense to say. So really make sure you want to say before you have this hard conversation. And then third, map out the conversation and the points you want. So you don't have to do word for word. I like to do bullet points. Just having that handy is going to prepare you to have that conversation. Nadia likes to do an audit for people pleasing. Tell me more about that because I really love that. I think our audience needs to hear about it. Oh, it's really easy. So When you have everything really mapped out and your scripts built or your outlines or templates written out, think about what is the language or what are the things I say or the things I do when I'm typically trying to people please to avoid discomfort or avoid rejection or pain and look out for those. So it could be saying, I'm sorry, but Mm. right. Like, are you saying I'm sorry in there too much? Or are you putting too many exclamation points or are you 
saying a firm thing, but then softening it a little too much, right? Or are you really coming from a place of service, a leader in your business, an expert? I love that. Just quickly auditing, like, "Mm, does anything sound like an apology, right? Hey, I was wondering if we could respect the time and this, that. Right. That's very different than, hey, it seems like you're not respecting the time frame that we have. Could we make sure that X? I like right? that. It's very different than I was wondering if it's like, no, I have a request <laughs> and I need to know if it's a yes or no. <laughs> That's very clear. I think sometimes we women of color will tend to apologize for that. I know I have done that many times. Yeah. And this makes it very clear what the request is. Yes. So love that audit for people pleasing. And then the final step is have a potential solution for them. Like what I did earlier was, you know, we could deprioritize or we could hire someone else. Which one would you like to do? And that kind of gave them the option. And if they had another potential solution, they can come up with that too. And then we could work it out from there and figure out what makes sense for the both of us. So we have that equal energy exchange. If you're a woman of color or femme of color entrepreneur listening and thinking, ugh, I really hate these hard F conversations, and you're in need of both mindset and strategy support to grow your business, we got you. Go to letsgethellarich.com and see what our community and program is all about. You get two bi-weekly coaching calls per month, one mindset session with Nadia where you get live group coaching so you can break through your mindset blocks like we talked about, the people pleaser, any scarcity mindsets, and one strategy session where we'll brainstorm on the spot, review anything you're building or creating, even emails to clients, and give you instant marketing feedback. You'll also get access to all the previous training recordings like our sales workshop, our pricing workshop, our content workshop, and our signature courses. In our private community, you get on-demand feedback and coaching on marketing and mindset support as well. A lot of our members are in there posting some of the conversations that they're having, needing our help, and we are always there to support you and help you out with those conversations. So remember, sis, you don't have to do business alone. Let's get hella rich together. We're excited to see you there. Again, that's let'sgethellarich.com.